So dear brothers and sisters, again, it's wonderful to have you here with us today. Many of you have been here uh, on a few different occasions. And it's, it's an intense kind of a day. It's, it's a very important day, though, to, as we said earlier, you know, to, to ask ourselves, it's good to ask ourselves periodically, where am I going with the Lord? Where am I with the, Where have I come from with the Lord? Uh, am I kind of stuck in my relationship with the Lord? Have, have I, has my prayer life deepened at all in the last, well, decade? Or in the last 20 years, has my prayer life grown any deeper at all? Because it can happen. I'm, I mean, I'm 44. And I, I saw that, like, when I was in, when I entered religious life and in the seminary, you get used to the, the schedule of prayer. The, so then, you know, you wake up at this time and there's morning prayer and there's a holy hour and there's vespers and night prayer. And you get used to it. And then, yeah, sure, I'm doing my bit. It's all good. And very, very easy then to settle into this kind of, sure, yeah, that's, I mean, of all them boxes ticked. Do you know? And, and to lose that enthusiasm and to lose that excitement and to lose that zeal. Like, for example, when was the last time you thought of prayer and thought, oh, yes, I get to spend time with the Lord? Rather than saying, oh, I suppose the Lord says, you know, will you not spend one hour with me? So I suppose I better spend an hour with him. Do you know? Or he'll be out with me. Do you know? And the Lord knows we need friends in high places. So I suppose... We'll saunter along, sure, and do the whole holy hour and get it, get it over with, I suppose. Keep him happy. Instead of saying, I get to spend an hour with the Lord. I get to spend an hour with Jesus. I get to have this one hour where there's nothing else going on. No TV to distract me. No phones going off. No kids shouting at me. No grandkids shouting at me. No dogs to be fed. No nothing. Just me and the Lord. What a gift. We see, it's, it's the same hour. Or it's the same time of prayer, but seen from two completely different perspectives. But the fact, the fact is the same, you know, that you want to spend an hour with the Lord. But you can do so kind of begrudgingly, or you can do so with anticipation and excitement. Again, like we said a couple of times earlier today, compare that to a normal relationship, you know, with your husband or with your wife, or with someone that you really care about, and look for a good friend that you look forward to seeing. And imagine if their attitude was... Well, I suppose I haven't seen him in about uh, three or four days. I suppose I better talk to him today. Should we try and squeeze in 20 minutes of conversation and then I'll get on with the rest of my day? Well, how about that? 20 minutes, that's fairly good going, isn't it? You know, but if someone were to say that about you, you know? Oh, jeepers, like, they only, only want to spend 20 minutes with me. Well, sorry for bothering you, you know? But again, we, but we do that, we do that with God. Yeah, sure, I'll squeeze in the few decades at the end of the day, just kind of, you know I mean, just tick that box and keep them happy. Why are we doing that? <laughs> Why do we do that? You know, I think with, with the Lord, it, we, we kind of need a bit of a, I don't know, an injection of excitement and this kind of enthusiasm and a kind of a freshness. I get to spend time with the Lord. There is no place I'd rather be. No place. Ticket for Ibiza. Anybody want to go to Ibiza here? Party Island. Would you love that? Love the big dance clubs. That'd be your scene, would it? No. Ibiza, right? Or here for today. Where would you rather be? Oh, thanks. <laughs> but like, where, like, but I mean, these are good things to ask ourselves. Like, I mean, or like, for example, uh, it's another. It's an odd kind of a question. But say, for example, on a Sunday, and I'm dead serious about this. 
Say, for example, on a Sunday. It's a bit of a stretch of the imagination, but work with me. Someone were to say to you, I'll give you a million quid, a million euro, to not go to Mass today. Stay at home, I'll give you a million euro. You can pay off the, the, the mortgage, you can go on a nice little holiday, you can give a lot of money to charity and help people. And you get yourself a nice car and get the Botox done, it'll take years off your face and make you look slightly... Yeah, you have this, 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 this plastic smile stuck to your face, you'll look amazing. Okay? A million quid. And then you see, but you, and you can go to confession afterwards, can't you? You know what I mean? Like you can skip the skip the Sunday mass, go to confession, so then you're good for the next Sunday, right? Would you do it? Yes, yes, go to mass on Sunday. Yeah, like would you take it? Would you take it? I mean, for a million, if I had, if I had a million quid, not that I, I would prefer not to be the tempter here, but <laughs> but if I were to say to you, I will give you a million euro if you don't go to mass, would you take the check? You know, I mean, it's a rhetorical question. You don't have to answer. But it's very interesting. What value do I place on the Eucharist? Or, I mean, maybe worse again. If I were to say to you, I'll give you a million, two million euro. If you go up and you receive Holy Communion on the hand, and then you receive on this hand, right? And then you put that, the other hand on top and, and, and pretend to... Eh, and down you go, Eucharist into the, into the pocket. Give it to me after Mass. I'll give you... No, not me. Give, um, <laughs> give it to some bloke out there in a dark jacket, right? And a balaclava, <laughs> right? For a million euro. Would you sell a consecrated host no. for a million euro? No. But you could give lots of money to, you could give lots of the money to charity, couldn't you? You could help people, couldn't you? It's only one little host, isn't it? It's Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's good to, I know these kind of, they're kind of ridiculous examples because in, in reality it's very unlikely that they would happen, but they're good things to reflect on. What value do I place on my reception of Holy Communion? What value do I place on Holy Communion? What value, what is it worth? And what is it worth to me? Um, I think it was Ian Paisley said, uh, if I believed what Catholics believe about the Eucharist, I'd crawl the whole way to a church. If I believed that was Jesus, I'd actually, you know, I'd go on my, I'd, I'd go on my knees to the nearest church. That's, you know, and it, it, he doesn't believe, but he said, if them Catholics believe what they're supposed to, what they are, what they are supposed to believe, why would anybody miss Mass? Do you know, why, why, would they, why would they not go to Mass? If they actually get to receive Jesus, why wouldn't we? You know, so it's good, good like to kind of reflect on these things. Like, what is it worth to me? What is it worth to me? I remember hearing a story of a, a Bavarian farmer who um, is a granduncle of one, one of the sisters in my community. And uh, farmers, obviously, uh, th- their life is very much dependent on the weather. It's just the way life is, you know? So the hay was down. It was almost dry but the weather was supposed to break on the Monday. So most of the farmers were saying, we're going to have to work on Sunday to get it in. If we don't get the hay in, if it lashes, if it buckets down on Monday, it'll be another you know, week or two after that before it, we, we, can, we can save it. So 
the, a lot of the local farmers had decided to, to, to stay working on the Sunday and get the hay in. This fella said, no, no, I'm not going to work on Sunday. And what was the weather like on Monday? Absolutely bucketed rain. <laughs> bucketed rain, right? And so a lot of the, the hay was lost because it, it took weeks to, to, to dry up and by the time it did, a lot of the, the hay had started to rot underneath anyway. So it was useless. But, 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 the Lord doesn't bless us necessarily immediately in the situation or circumstances that, that we expect. But that winter, the hay that he had seemed to go an awful lot further than, than usual. Right? So the cows were, were calving in the spring. Now, the vet didn't have to be called once. He didn't lose one calf. Right? Once, once they started milking again, the cows were bucketing milk. They, you know, so the, yield, the, the milk yield was higher. Not a single calf lost. Uh, the mom got pregnant. And their child went up to become a priest, grew up to become a priest who became a missionary and did great work even though she'd had uh, medical complications beforehand and was told she'd never have another child. So, like, we don't always see the Lord's blessings immediately in the way that we want, you know. Like, I, I would love to say, you know, the, 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 I, we didn't bring in the harvest on Sunday and, there, and on Monday the sun was splitting the rocks and they've never had a better harvest. That would be an immediate kind of, rea- you know, an immediate, how would you say, blessing for an act of faith. And we'd love to see that. And sometimes, sometimes we do. But sometimes the blessing comes afterwards in much more important things. So like, what is our faith worth to us? What is the Eucharist worth to us? What is the Word of God worth to us? And when, we, when we discover these treasures, like there's such beauty and consolation and joy and healing and hope. Do you know? Because we have a God on our side who can do all things. So if we have him, we lack nothing. And if you can say that, hand on your heart, if I have the Lord, I lack nothing, then you're ready for heaven. Because in heaven, that's the way life is for all eternity. God is my everything, and in him I lack nothing. And yes, my, your wife might be beside you, and you'll, be, you'll know who they are, and you'll love each other, but our everything is God. He fulfills our, our every or every need, or every want, or every desire. And everything in heaven causes us to thank him. In heaven, this is my own opinion, now the church doesn't teach, have a teaching on this either way, but I, in, in heaven you are you. So you're still your same person. So Johnny is Johnny, and Paddy is Paddy, and Mick is Mick, and Bridie is Bridie. Uh, but in heaven, in order to still be you, you still have to have your memories. Basically, if you died and then your memory was wiped and then you go to heaven and you've no memory of earth or of who you were and what you did, and then the Lord says, uh, well, you skipped Mass. Did I? What's Mass? <laughs> you know, you, you have to have a memory. You have, so, so when we die, my understanding is that you, you still have your memories from here on earth. The only thing is, though, in heaven then, if you go to heaven and you remember the occasions where you got drunk, now you're in heaven. But you remember the occasions where you, know, you were impure? You remember the occasions where you were jealous? You remember the occasions where you spoke very, very badly about people and spread it around? Can it still be heaven if you remember those things? Yes! Because in heaven, 
I'll remember I committed these sins and the Lord forgave me. Praise be Jesus. You understand? So even remembering my sins causes me to thank God and glorify him even more. You understand? And then when I remember the good things that happened, so down on earth, you know, I had two or three children or I worked in a parish here, there, and whatever, whatever good that we did, when we remember that in heaven, we'll say, Lord, that was all because of you. Praise be Jesus. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So the good and the bad causes us to praise God. Our sins, which we'll still remember, cause us to thank God because we have been forgiven by the washed clean by the blood of the Lamb. Praise you, Jesus. So, so nothing in heaven, no, nothing here on earth is, is wasted and everything that we remember in heaven causes us to glorify God even more. So, like the, the Lord's plan for us is such a beautiful plan. If we could just trust him, if we would just let him be God. If we would just start thanking him now in advance for the blessings that he has given us and the blessings that will come tomorrow. We're so blessed. You are so blessed to be here. We're so blessed to, to have this, this, this beautiful life-giving faith. And we are so incredibly blessed to be able to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. So Danny will be distributing the checks for a million quid uh, at the back of the church there. Uh, we, we'll give you some picks and shovels. You can dig a hole during Sunday Mass, all the Sunday Masses tomorrow. And then dance your merry way to hell <laughs> with your check. Uh, it's just, it's, as I say, it's, it's a kind of a ridiculous example, but it's good for us to see. Jesus, you're worth more than money to me. You are worth, like any person you love, you know, what, what, what would I have to give you for you to sell me your husband or wife? I mean, that, per, that, that person, they're worth more than money to me. I would never hurt anybody for money. I would never sell, up, sell out on my faith for sordid money. Lord, you're more to me than all of that. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Amen.